I'm Kelsey. I'm Cassie. And I'm Nolan from SCP Weekly. We bring you news from on-site and off-site. And we share your love for the creative community that surrounds the SCP Wiki. Join us on Tuesdays for new episodes, wherever you listen to podcasts, or on YouTube at SCP Weekly. The file you are about to hear has been thoroughly scrutinized by the Ethics Committee and approved by the O5 Council for release to trusted associates of the Foundation. This is SCP Unredacted. Item number, SCP-6145, Object Class, Neutralized. Special Containment Procedures. Having been publicly discredited as a hoax by embedded physicians and medical practitioners at King James Medical College in 1732, no further containment of the anomaly is required. The remains of all 6-1 instances have been preserved and are presently on display at Site-24's Biological Containment Wing. Description SCP-6145 was an anomalous occurrence on 30 May 1732, wherein Virginia Croft, a resident of Wayford, England, gave birth to a set of seven non-anomalous Erictolagus caniculus European rabbits, designated SCP-6145-1. Both Croft and all Dash-1 instances survived the process. The incident received significant coverage from the British press and was successfully contained by His Majesty's Foundation for the Secure Containment of the Paranormal in November 1732 through implementation of a cover story. History Virginia Croft, a 29-year-old widow who had previously survived seven miscarriages, was unable to offer an explanation for the anomaly. She reported that roughly one month prior, she awoke during the night to discover a mature male rabbit perched on her abdomen, which immediately departed. She further noted that in the weeks preceding the anomaly, while exhibiting no typical symptoms of pregnancy, she experienced an unusual craving for grass, shrubs, and leafy vegetation. Croft, who had no known living relatives at the time of the anomaly, did not initially inform any other persons of the occurrence. On 12 August 1732, Wayford physician Dr. Gordon Whiteley witnessed Croft breastfeeding several instances of Dash 1 outside her home, whereupon she confessed to the extranormal circumstances of their birth. While initially skeptical, Whiteley later testified that he was intrigued by the rabbit's behavior and requested to perform a cervical examination on Mrs. Croft. Croft agreed to this procedure under the condition that Dr. Whiteley informed no others of his findings. This examination confirmed Croft's claim to be accurate. The following week, Whiteley informed several of his colleagues at King James Medical College of Croft's claims, which included several of Britain's most prominent physicians of the time. The resulting media fixation on Croft's claims attracted the attention of His Majesty's Foundation, who interviewed Dr. Whiteley and determined his findings to be credible. As this incident occurred over two centuries prior to the development of amnestics, his Majesty's Foundation instead focused on discrediting the anomaly. Mrs. Croft was asked to make a public statement, confessing that the events had been a hoax orchestrated by herself alone. Croft refused to comply with the Foundation's demands, unless all instances of Dash 1 were returned to her possession. Unbeknownst to Croft, by this point, all Dash 1 instances had been transported to Facility Alpha for vivisection. 
and were awaiting further testing. On 3 November, His Majesty's Foundation agent Dr. Philip Strangerson issued an official statement to King James Medical College, reporting that no evidence had been found to support Croft's claims. Strangerson further testified that based on their interactions, he believed Croft was likely to be suffering from grief-induced hysteria following multiple miscarriages and the death of her husband from tuberculosis in 1729. No further investigation was conducted into the anomaly, and Dr. Gordon Whiteley resigned his position at St. James Medical College in January 1733. Mrs. Croft was later admitted to a private psychiatric institution, where she died of undisclosed causes on 10 November 1737. She was buried in an unmarked grave in White Lake Cemetery, several kilometers outside her hometown. On 10 November 1738, a small group of mourners attending a funeral at White Lake Cemetery reported witnessing several dozen juvenile rabbits belonging to a variety of species assembling at a point facing the graveyard's west entrance. Each instance was reported to be carrying a small rose in its mouth, which was deposited before each departed through the west gate. Subsequent exhumation of this site revealed the presence of human remains, which were later confirmed to be those of Virginia Croft. In order to prevent similar occurrences in the future, Croft's corpse was removed and transported to Facility Alpha for incineration. No further anomalous activity has been reported in Wayford since. Addendum On 1 February 2012, Site-24 Director Jacqueline Fleming issued the following statement regarding the anomaly and the circumstances which followed. Throughout this organization's history, countless men and women, field agent and civilian alike, have endured untold sacrifice for the sake of preserving normalcy. Few of these cases, however, have garnered the same level of notoriety and intense scrutiny over the ensuing years as that of Virginia Croft. Mrs. Croft lived in the tumultuous and uncertain era of our forefathers, who were only beginning to probe the mechanics of the impossible. They didn't have access to such conveniences as the modern amnestic techniques we take for granted. As a result, they had little choice but to resort to less scrupulous methods of containment, leading to unfortunate and often tragic consequences. Bearing this in mind, I am pleased to announce that Site-24's forthcoming nature preserve, dedicated to the care and study of anomalous wildlife in all its forms, will hereafter officially be known as the Croft Wing. Secure. Contain. Protect. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, join my Discord community, hire me on Fiverr, or help support me by becoming a patron for as little as $3 a month. Regardless of tier, all patrons get early access to every single episode. The links are in the description. I don't have the talent it takes to write a skip. All I do is read. Original authors make this podcast possible. So, credit to the original author. Their link's in the description. Show them some love as well. Consider becoming a member of the SCP Wiki. Upvote their work and maybe write a skip of your own. Maybe I'll read it here someday. You never know if you never try. The content of this podcast and content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under Creative Commons ShareLight 3.0, and all concepts originate from scpwiki.com and its authors. This recording 
being derived from this content is hereby also released under Creative Commons Sharealike 3.0. I'm Grigori Carpin from Simply Creative People, the podcast where we discuss GOIs, canons, and stories from the SCP Wiki, and we try to recommend things for all fans of the Wiki, new and old. Look for us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Visit the show page at anchor.fm slash simply dash creative dash people or follow us on Twitter at S-I-M-C-R-E-A-T. Hey there, this is DJ Skip, host of Foundation After Midnight Radio, coming to you from the only third shift broadcast for personnel by personnel. Be sure to tune in wherever you listen to podcasts to not miss out on containment news and community announcements from within the Foundation.